I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is Kate Stone. We were friends in high school, and I'm blown away by the woman she's become. I'm honored to have reconnected with her I learned so much during our conversation. Kate is the founder of the Heart Speak Empowerment School for Young Women. There, she creates a liberating, nurturing, and mind-expanding space for her students. One of her students said, and I quote, Heart Speak has been a transformative, emotionally raw, and perspective-altering experience for me, end quote. Kate is an incredible advocate for the shift in consciousness we so desperately need to create a better world. Please welcome Kate Stone. Kate Stone, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy and excited that you're here. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I want to tell you something that I didn't tell you when we were just talking in the pre-chat, which is that when I I saw that you liked my Heart Speak Empowerment flyer that I posted on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I want to ask him about like collaborating somehow. I, I don't know. I just want to do something with this. And I was like, no, don't ask him. Don't ask him. You know, he's busy. He's got a lot going on. And an hour later, you messaged me. M- instant manifestation. Exactly. Instant. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. yeah, you created that. Wow. Yes. Yes. But I also think that manifestation right now, and I'm sure people out there listening feel this too, it's happening at such a fast rate, both the negative and the positive. True. So it's like, oh, what are you going to choose? Where are you going to go? What road are you going to take? Exactly. Wow. What a powerful being you are for you to have those thoughts. And then literally an hour later uh, to reach out. Well, thank you for manifesting this. And thank you for putting that energy out into the world that created me to reach out to you because I'm so excited to, to catch up with you and, and chat a little bit. Yes. So everybody, me and Kate went to high school together in <laughs> New York and we were homies back in the day. 
And then, you know, life has uh, gone on and taken us in, in different directions. And it's just so cool for us to, to be able to reconnect again. Yeah. Yeah. Justin was always a good hearted soul. You were like, when I, when I looked at you, I thought like, you're there for people. You're like just solid salt of the earth kind of man. Damn. I always thought that about you. Thank you. That's really sweet. Cause that's, I, that means a lot. Cause when I, when I look back and reflect on my high school years, um, you know, I, I knew I, I did have a good heart and, and I looked out for people, but a lot of times it's trumped with me being a 15, 16, 17 year old, not such a great person. So, wow. that's <laughs> We just didn't have the right guidance. You know, we didn't have, yeah. there wasn't a lot of like really true guidance in terms of this is what you do when you have negative feelings. Yeah. This is what you do when you have fear. This is what you do when you're feeling insecure. There was nobody straight talking the inner world of a teenager in a way that we could feel empathy for ourselves, you know, that we yeah. could feel a sense of like, Hey, it's, it's okay to not be okay. This is normal. Exactly. Operating in our little boxes, you know? Yep. That, yeah, that didn't, that idea or concept did not exist at all. It was kind of just like, yeah, you're a kid you're going through it. Just kind of deal with it and be gone. Right. There was no, <laughs> there was no mindfulness, right? There was no, you know, bringing your attention inward and reflecting on what's happening, what energies are, are around you and going through you and, and how to just approach situations from a more loving or understanding perspective. It just mm. didn't exist at all. Yeah. I feel like we grew up in the dark ages and I thought we were like more evolved than our parents, you exactly. know? And it's like, now nah, I look at the kids now. I'm like, Whoa. Exactly. Okay. That's like quantum leap in terms of different framework for understanding mental health and the inner world. Exactly. Wow. Cause that really just was never talked about when we were in high school. And I mean, we were in high school 17 years ago, which sounds wild, but it's like not that long ago. And for that to have not been anything that was present at all, really looking back on that is, is pretty wild. And, um, yeah. I'm kinda, you know, I'm glad that we were able to evolve and kind of get to the places that we are at now. Uh, which just makes it really just that much more transparent that we didn't have that back then. By the way, can you hear this um, crazy sound in the background or is it good? I can hear that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's gone. Well, hopefully you won't take, we live on a farm out here. I'm on, I'm on the country. Okay. <laughs> so we got pigs, we got chickens. We got, I woke up this morning to a chicken, a rooster just squawking right in front of my door. I got out of bed and I just chased it <laughs> like one full redneck, like chased it out of the yard. So this is our reality. You know, we're, yeah. we're way out there. It's, it's awesome. It's just, it's real. I, in talking to my brother, we've had this conversation a bunch recently, uh, my fiance too, of just like moving out in the woods, getting a house, having land, having like chickens, a cow, growing all of our own vegetables and fruit and stuff like that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's cool that you're, you're out there doing it already. Oh, it looks like that vision's coming to you though. You right? know, as soon as you start to have the thought, you'll start pulling the pieces in, you know? Exactly. And seeing you living in that reality is a universe just kind of showing me, but it's like, yep, it's coming more to you. This exists. And now that it's showing up literally with you right now, it's like, all right, in alignment on the right track. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. Yes. Yeah, what I really, really want to talk to you about, Kate, uh, and especially in already talking about how different high school was for us uh, back in the day. So, Kate 
is awesome. Really beautiful person on the outside, but Kate, so, so beautiful on the inside. Like just what a beautiful soul you are. And uh, Kate just recently, right, started the Heart Speak Empowerment School for Young Women. And I, uh, I, it, so everybody knows, I have an idea about what this is, but not an in-depth one because I wanted to keep that for this interview right now so that I could be in the moment with Kate and with everybody listening and understanding uh, what you're doing. So please just give us all a little bit of insight and knowledge about, about what that is and, and what your plans are. So, um, you know, I've been informally mentoring young women for over a decade. I've been teaching and it started when I was on my first spiritual journey in Bali. I was living there for four years. I was in Al-Anon, which is uh, for families of alcoholics. It's a 12 step program. So it was my first initiation into the spiritual practice of a step-by-step process. How do you deal with your mind? How do you deal with your emotions? And I would practice on my students. So I wasn't just teaching them or tutoring them on the side. I was like, what are you, what's going on? And how do, how do I help you and coach you so that, you know, what you teach, you most need to learn. Right. And so this was this natural progression over time to actually put together a curriculum, a six week curriculum of self-inquiry and personal development, where we're doing it in shared intention as a group and, and looking at you know, we all, the topics we cover are everything from, we start really light, you know, inner child work, no big deal. <laughs> we do inner child work. We do, what are our value systems? Are we living within those value systems? Uh, what do we think our life purpose, like, what do we think life's purpose is, right? How, what does that even mean? Um, then we go into shifting limiting beliefs. So understanding the mind at work, how the mind creates the feeling, the, what's the thought before the feeling? you know, tracing, helping them start with the feeling and then guiding them backwards into the thought and really questioning like a sort of self-directed, self-directed cognitive therapy. Um, and then we go into I, the tools, essentially breath and meditation is uh, the third module. Yes. We go into embodiment, right? Remember how awkward it was being a teenager. I think out of all the modules, that was the most uncomfortable for me and my students. Cause like, <laughs> I like that somatic stuff where you're like up and moving your body in a way that where you're not judging yourself, where you're feeling your, your grounding. It's very like based in my theatrical training as well. How comfortable are you are you in your body? How grounded are you? Um, and then going, moving into self-care. And now this is everything from understanding the parasympathetic and the sympathetic tools for releasing anxiety. Cause the biggest things my students are dealing with right now are social anxiety and anxiety. That's like, that's the major thing they're struggling with. So, um, giving them tools for that, but also understanding healthy boundaries and all those about like intellectual boundaries, sexual boundaries, emotional boundaries, time boundaries. You know, there's so, I mean, I, while I was putting this curriculum together, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't know some of this stuff. You know, I'm plugging in some holes that I had as well as much an initiation for me as it's been for them. And then we finish on the uh, true, uh, (laughs) the toughest one of all, which is sexuality and consent, especially in our culture. Now, what I chose to do with that is, you know, I didn't want to give them a sex ed course. I wanted to give them a foundation for understanding sexuality that they wouldn't get anywhere else. Um, I was going to get, I wanted to give them understanding their moon cycles, understanding their infradian rhythm, their, you know, how their body actually works, 
um, and, and how to release shame around it, how to release judgment around that. And then moving into consent, you know, um, having open conversations about about real experiences teenagers have with sexuality and sex when, you know, they are exploring and, and, and investigating their sexuality and what happens, you know, when they don't have anyone to have an open and honest conversation with. Um, so that is a big part of my role. And then finally we finish on pleasure because we don't teach our kids about it's okay to, to desire. It's okay to feel good. It's okay to want to enjoy sex. Yep. I mean, we need, I wanted to give them a foundation that was really, truly healthy versus just being like the basics that they would get in any sexual education class. Wow. So that's the idea of the program. Uh, we just launched the first one. Um, and I took them, I took a group of girls uh, through it for the first time in February. We're launching it again. And one of the things that really surprised me about it was, um, that, these are these, this is an experience that they don't get at school they're not this open with their peer group they're not this open with their family they're not this open with their closest friends even yeah you know yeah. there's there this was a, a container where we come in with shared intention and we are doing work that really they don't get the opportunity to do any other way right so. yeah that's amazing that you are creating that sort of a space for people to live in and, and reside in and feel more comfortable maybe than they've ever felt before. Because like you just said, it's, it's hard to share those things like with your parents or even with your best friends. But when you yeah. come into an energy or an, or an environment that you know there's no judgment and that you know that it's, it's only love and peace and, and that you're there just to help and guide them, again, not to judge them, but just to be there for them and to be able to create that sort of a, a space for, I mean, anybody, but especially kids who are younger in high school, that is just, I, I can't, it, it's just so important because in what, what we were talking about before, how we didn't have that at all when we were in high school and it was just a time, it, you know, it just, it, it, it was what it was and I, I can't even begin to grip how powerful that would have been for either one of us or anybody at that age to, to be able to experience something like that? Well, you know, I mean, I feel like I did have these experiences when I was a teenager, but it was with older women. It was uh -huh. like my mom's best friends who were like a little younger than my mom, or it was like girls who were a little older than me. Um, you know, and obviously when I was in Asia, I had like, you know, I, a soul family that I was with. And it was like Zanti, who was like 20 years older than me. And then uh, a couple other girls who were little, and we were, we created a container just like this, Nice, you know, where we were able to show and express unconditional love to each other. And we, we say that, and we often don't know what that means or looks like, you know, yep. but we know, and if, if we haven't experienced it, if, if we haven't experienced it, if we've never had somebody look upon us with unconditional love, it's really hard to describe. So what I, I did want to ask you, so I know you said that it is, it's six weeks. What does it mm -hmm. look like? Um, how many hours is it each day? Uh, what are the age groups or the age ranges that, that you're helping out? Brilliant question. So uh, we meet uh, once a week for 90 minutes, um, sometimes a two-hour workshop, depending on which module it is. Uh, and then I do individual coaching with each student. So I'm giving them a lot of information. I'm basically condensing every personal development empowerment, 
um, workshop I've ever done as an adult, like that's 15 years of, of spiritual, not uh, of spiritual guidance and tools. And I'm condensing it and I'm basically giving it to them in a fairly short period of time. Like we're planting some serious seeds and those seeds really need like stuff comes up whenever you pour unconditional love. It's like pouring clean water into a dirty glass. The, it, the dirt will come right up to the top and that's, and, and that's what happens. And it's beautiful. And if, if you, if you know in advance that that's going to happen and you okay it and you set the container, you know, a, like what I do is I set the container really, really strong. So I, create the ground rules. You know, we create, um, how do we communicate to each other? Affirmative communication. How do we, you know, ask questions or ask for clarification on things? Um, how do we support one another so that when they're sharing vulnerably about what they're going through, they're not feeling like, Ooh, why did I just say that? Or, you know, and, and even when they share with me, you know, I don't ask, you know, I'm not prying to try to get information out of them to try to like help them grow. I'm just like, Hey, like I see you're going through something and I'm here and, and anything you want to share is, will be received by, by me. And sometimes I had, you know, I had a student, um, go through a big thing this past one, and I'm not going to say what it was because that's private. Yep. Right. But, you know, I messaged her the next day after we had our individual coaching session and I said, how are you feeling? Cause sometimes when I share vulnerably, I can end up with a vulnerability hangover. Like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe I said that or what are, what they must be thinking. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? What are they thinking about me now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like, Ooh, was that too much? Was it overshare? Was it, you know, you yeah. don't like how that even, it, and it was the first time, she, you know, she's saying it out loud. So she's never heard it out loud before either. So I think all those factors combined. So the individual coaching aspect of it is, I feel so, so important because we're, I'm really giving them that one-on-one, -on -one. like, okay, what did this bring up in you? Like what, what's going on in your mind after getting all that information? Like what came up? Right. Wow. You know, let's work with that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said before that you're just there. You're, you're, you're like, you, you just exist for them. You just be right. You're not forcing them. I love that. You said you're not forcing them to grow, right? Mm -hmm. You're not prying these things out of them because growth doesn't work that way. You can't force someone to do it. You can just be there as a loving soul for them and create that space that you are creating in order for that to be brought out of them naturally in a way that they want to do it without being coerced or again, forced out of them. So that is really a beautiful point that you mentioned. We have to just be there for people. Just be, stop trying to do, stop trying to fix, just be and allow them to, to be there and hopefully be able to come out and, and be vulnerable. And if they can't, then that's okay. Just have to give them that space and give them that time in order to, to get to that place. We just, again, we cannot force people to get there just allowing them to be there on their own. That's how real growth happens. That's how the world is going to change to the consciousness that I know that me and you uh, both wanted to get to is not by either one of us or anybody saying, okay, this is the way you have to do it and you have to do it right now. No, mm -hmm. we just have to be there, be there in an unconditional love for them and just again, yeah. create that space and allow them to get there on their own. That's when it sticks and that's when it works when people are doing the work themselves themselves 
not being told this is how you have to do it right now? I mean, just look at your own family. You know, I, I just was with my family for four days and I've had so much judgment in my family and baggage, you know, like my whole life. And, you know, my, my beautiful partner, Zach, you know, I think it was a few months back and I was like, you know, I just wish it wasn't like this and I wish you wouldn't do this. And I, you know, as much work as I've done, I'm like, there's still the, the family. There's a reason why we chose them. They are our cultivation work. They are our biggest. That is like, if we can love them, we can love anyone, you know? And it was like, no, I'm no different. Whatever I'm judging in them, I'm no different than them. Their avoidancy and all that stuff. I'm like, where am I hiding? Yeah. Where am I avoiding shit? You know, where do I do that? Cause we, you know, we, we look at like, we're no better. You know, we think we're like somehow have spiritual knowledge and yep. we got wisdom and it's like, Hey, you know, like throwing spiritual wisdom in people's faces is not a loving act. It's not, it's not a loving act at all. Wow. That's so, so true. Yeah. Cause I mean, with family, it can be, you know, and they know the ins and outs of you. It, it can certainly be tough. And it's so true about bringing your awareness back inward instead of reflecting and looking outward and be like, Oh, well, what are you doing? You're doing this wrong. It's like, okay, take a breath. Let's chill, have a moment and actually bring your attention inward and understand what is happening with you inward and how <laughs> every time I do that right now, bring my attention inward. It's always like, it's a great lesson because it's like, okay, wow. I didn't know as much as my ego thought that I knew, you know? And it's like, there's some really powerful stuff in that. Uh, it's very I humbling. I have like a great anecdote for you about that specifically. Have you heard about um, Katie Byron's The Work? I have not. So it's it's four steps. It's four simple steps to just freeing yourself from the negative thought and feeling. And my the, the anecdote's a funny one. So, and everyone will probably, who's listening will relate to this. My partner comes into the house. It's like nine o'clock at night. He's angsty. We're like planned to work out because neither of us got to exercise. And it's just like, you know, we're like, you know, angsty. And I was judging him. I was like, man, this guy, what's his deal? Like, why is he coming up in here all rude unnecessarily? And by the end of the workout, he's feeling great. You know, he's happy and I'm resentful, resentful yeah. AF, you know? And, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I said something to him and I'm just going to say, tell you what, what I said. Cause it was really nasty and snarky. And I was like, I guess I just have to love you as you are. And it was just like, oh man, what did you? And he just walked out of the house and I sat there and I was like, Kate, what'd you just do? What'd you just get up to? What are you doing? And I sat there and I was like, God, every time I have an upset, I just go, my mind doesn't know what to do. My mind will always go to attack or judgment or defense. That's what it's trained to do in this world. The ego mind, this is its playground. So I have to remind myself, oh, I have to open my mind up to something loving and more beautiful that it's like grace, opening yourself up to grace. And it said, do the work. So the thought was he's being unnecessarily rude. That's what snowballed into that snarky comment. Yes. And so the first question is, is it true? Well, my ego mind would be like, yeah, it is true. Yeah, it totally is true. Second question, is it absolutely true? meditate on that. Well, actually, I don't know if that's absolutely true. He might just be having a feeling. He might just be going through some shit. Like 
it might not, who am I to judge that it's unnecessary? Exactly. You know, and then the third one is how do I react when I believe that thought? And I'm, I'm intolerant. I'm withholding. I'm unloving. I'm not compassionate. And who would I be? The fourth question is who would I be without that thought? I would just be easy going. I would look our, our mantra, my partner and I is our house can hold it all. Our home can hold it all. Our home can hold the pain. Our home can hold the angst. Our home can hold all of our very human feelings that we're moving through in this life to heal and to release, but we can't heal them if we're not feeling them and seeing them. And, you know, the best part of the whole work is the turnaround. So it's really like the fifth, it says four questions, but there's a fifth step. And it's, you basically turn the thought, the original thought into the opposite. And it is, I am being unnecessarily rude. And I'm like, and that's the only thing that's true in this situation. Wild. I'm the one who's being unnecessarily rude. And when you can have that kind of humility, a willing, a, just a willingness to see things differently instead of jumping to the old, that well-trodden path of defense and attack that we're, you know, especially in our intimate relationships, we're, you know, it's, it's more natural than being loving a lot of the time. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. What a phenomenal, tangible story <laughs> that anyone who's in a relationship right now has gone through. Mm -hmm. Right. And to be able to take that step back, have those thoughts, have the awareness. Wow. To then at the end of it, be able to totally change your thought is everything. I, I was laughing hysterically and he came in the house and I was like, I just got to tell you something. Yeah. And we were hysterically laughing together because it is laughable. The is. egos, the ego is laughable. It is, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it wants to separate so much exactly and it's especially laughable too when you can have that moment how cool is that for him to walk back in there and you'd be like yo babe i just had i just grew i just had a real growth moment for mm -hmm. myself right now and understanding that i was judging you and feeling negative emotions towards you when i didn't need to they weren't even mm -hmm. true or real and then i realized actually it was me it was my own reflection it was my own thoughts that were creating this and it sounds, I mean, it is difficult. In reality, we have to just change our thoughts like you did. You just changed your thought to a totally other thing, which completely changed everything. Your reality in that moment totally changed. And then your negative angsty feelings towards your your love, your partner, your soulmate changed. And, and instead of being in this negative dark place, it brought you to a place of just peace and love, which is everything. Yeah. So powerful. And that's the miracle. You know what a miracle is? Because I'm a Course in Miracles student. So shout out to any Course in Miracles students out there. It's a, a, in short, it's a text, it's a book, it's a meditation program. Some of the more famous teachers are, you know, Marion Williamson, Gab Gabrielle Bernstein. So you'll be more familiar with the more modern teachers. Uh, but, you know, it says, it says there's only one real choice and that choice is love. And the miracle is the choice for love. That is the miracle. It's not some like, thing that comes down from God from some, it's not some mystical thing. It, I mean, it sometimes does feel mystical It does when you are imprisoned by fear or anger or resentment, it does feel mystical because it comes down like, like just a ray of sunshine. Like, Oh my God, this is the easiest choice I've ever made. Why did it feel so hard? Right. Why? Yeah. 
because we're so used to it. It's the familiar. Exactly. Um, you're killing it. That's exactly what it is. And you mentioned that before too. It's what has been ingrained and programmed in us forever for our entire lives. So it's easy to go that route. And the ego wants to protect us. It's like, you didn't do anything wrong. No, it was them. And it's like the yeah. ego. <laughs> we saw that a lot over the last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, and you know, in theory, you're trying to protect us and do something great, which is like, thanks, I guess, but you're really just more detrimental than anything. And in life, oh my, that's again, such a great example because how many times in life do we feel down or negative? You know, a lot. A few times a day sometimes. Seriously. I mean, I can go, I can dip. It's, it used to be like those really dip dips and those really high highs. Now it's more like this. There we go. You know? Yep gentler but there are still dips and peaks so if everyone uh, who's just listening to the audio right the dips for kate were high and low they they were extremes from one to the other and now she was saying that they are just much more closer together the hills are are not these giant hills anymore they're just these tiny little guys uh in between the difference which i mean it's just it's just really so powerful because in in our feelings of these negativity and and of feeling down or judgmental against somebody like nobody wants to feel that way when we take a step back nobody wants those feelings like who wants to have the negative energy coursing through your body we don't and that's why it is a miracle to be able to get yourself from that place it's like literally living in hell on earth being super down low vibrational and being able to change your thoughts and bring your attention inward and have just a different perspective to then bring yourself to heaven on earth in this place mm -hmm. of peace and in this place of love. And who doesn't want that? And the fact that you're <laughs> able to just outline that so beautifully, how you took those steps and now what you're teaching those young girls in order to get to that place is really is one of the coolest things ever. Well, I've got a really cool challenge for people out there, actually, because I want to bring something practical, uh, something that I give to the girls and that I do with myself. Look, I, I'm a step by step person. I'm very like logical and my emotions like I'm a, I'm a Virgo sun, Scorpio moon. So I'm so emotional, like my emotions are insane. Like I like I've had to really practice emotional regulation in my life. And the, me the mental like focus of the Virgo in mind is like, okay, step-by-step, step, what do I do with this emotion? How do I deal with this? So I want to offer something practical to people out there listening. Please. And it's something I take through, I take my students through. It's called the non-judgment. Uh, it's, it's called a day of non-judgment. And so I want people out there to understand what forgiveness to me means. Forgiveness is an energy. It's not about bestowing something on someone. It's about a stepping back. It's about releasing the hot coal we're holding on to so tight in our hands is burning us. And all we have to do is just, even if we're not, even if we're holding on to that thing so tight, we can pray for the willingness to just release it a little bit. And it's this energy of, of like, oh, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. I can just, I can take two steps back. So I, I, I want to challenge everybody out there. If this sounds exciting to you, spend a day of non-judgment of every time you notice, every time you notice a judgment, stepping back from it every single time, whether it's like someone eating the sandwich weird or somebody in traffic or an email you got, you know, literally pr you can practice this because you notice judgments come up. I think like one of the amazing things about this practice is you notice the mind and what it's really up to. You become aware of how judging and kind of insane it really is. 
And that's when you really start to, we can't do anything if we don't have awareness. And it's like my meditation program had me meditating. Um, when I did it a couple of years ago, had me meditating a uh, five minutes every hour. And the point of that was that, look, if I'm, you know, not meditating or not checking in with my thoughts for five hours, well, I'm still creating, I'm still manifesting my life during those five hours, but I don't know what I was creating. I just have to wait and see, you know, what, what shows up on my doorstep. So, you know, that's the idea. I think that that is something that, and now I don't have to like go in and check in. I just feel it. The feeling is there. And I'm like, Ooh, what, what thought did I have? You know, what was, where'd that come from? Wow. And then awareness is everything. And the more you do it and the more you practice on it and the more you fail and realize you failed and come back to it, the more it's going to just become in your routine and, and your reality. And, uh, I mean, clearly it takes work, but it is just like, it couldn't be more worth it to take that time to bring your attention inward, have the awareness. Cause you said, I believe the same thing. Awareness is everything. You have to first be aware of what's happening in order to actively consciously change it and to choose differently. Um, mm -hmm. there is a phenomenal book by Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's called change your thoughts, change your life. And it circles right around this. And that, that is literally one of the books that really helped me grow and, and brought a whole nother vision that I didn't know existed because it's amazing that we are able to choose, right? So when we get a thought, we kind of just think, I don't really have control over this, right? This is, it's in my mind, it's who I am, and this is just what it is. And it's not that way at all, right? When you have these thoughts, you're able to, exactly the example that you gave is take that step back and think about things differently and then choose another thought. We're not mm -hmm. controlled by our outside. We're not controlled by these quick, instant, ego-driven thoughts that we have. We have the ability to take a step back and come more from a place of love instead of fear and more from a place yeah. of positivity instead of negativity. And mm -hmm. when you really fully grasp that, and I'm so grateful that this teaching has been brought into my life and I know how powerful it is. And, and that's why I love having these conversations and, and talking about things like this so that hopefully it will connect with somebody else and resonate with them. And then they can see how powerful this truly is and start to change their life so much more for the happier and the more peaceful and the more loving. Because when you have those bad situations, and you're able to change them. Instead of this shitty, bad situation, you're able to change it into a loving, positive one. Oh my gosh, if we could do that all the time, think about how much happier your life would be. At the end of your life, you're gonna look back and there's gonna be way, way less of those negative moments that pulled you down. And mm -hmm. instead of just eradicating those, they're gonna be replaced with these moments of enlightenment and empowerment that lift you up. And when you oh. look at that over the course of your life, your entire life is gonna change so much for the better. And, you know, I want to say something about what you just said, you know, about this moving from the negative to the positive, because I do think like in the spiritual world, there's a lot of focus on the positive, you know, and we feel like when we're in the negative, we're somehow like a bad spiritual student or we're not doing good enough job and we'll beat ourselves up. It's like that, that parable of the second arrow, the Buddhist parable, you know, the first arrow is like just us being human, like having feelings, having life thrown at us sometimes. And then there's that second arrow of self-blame and shame of, of having those feelings and being human. And, you know, I want to offer a different perspective 
to, you know, if you're going through a tough time or if you're having negative feelings, or if you feel like you're in a depressed rut, um, this is a part of growth. It's a part of your growth. It doesn't mean you're behind. It doesn't mean you're not doing good. It actually means it's coming up because you're ready. Exactly. Yep. So true. You need those moments to grow. Without them, you can't grow. And in having those moments and having the awareness and realization that you want to switch to a more loving, positive thought, that is huge. You, we should just, in those moments, be grateful that we're in that perspective and that we're even having that thought because that right there shows that we are growing and that we're on the journey. You know, okay, I love that you... I love that you said that because I am a huge advocate and something I work on myself and I try to push this message out is to not judge ourselves in those moments where we're down. It's okay. You're already down. You don't need to have these, these self thoughts that are just bringing you down and kicking you down even further. It is okay to have negative thoughts. We all have them. It just is a part of our life and that's mm -hmm. fine. It's just, it's, it's the idea of trying to, for your own good, and for the good of society and, and, and the conscience of the planet is just to try to move yourself from those places, but really understanding that it's okay to be there and to not kick yourself when you're already down, understanding that you're human and it's all right. And we all experience this and just actively trying to just do your best to move away from it so that you can be in a better place of being. Oh God, you know, I just want to, I want to offer a thought out to anybody out there who's feeling maybe like doesn't know how to find the resource to have compassion or to have self-worth. Um, and I've always struggled with self-worth my whole life. It's I've always felt less than I still do. I mean, I was at a dinner with friends last night and I got, I walked in, there was like eight people who love me and I was like, they hate me. You know, I mean, my, I, I had to like whisper it to my boyfriend. I was like, I just got so triggered. Can I tell you what thoughts I was just having? And I just had to share it and we just giggled about it. And I was, I worked through it, but you know, we have deep, deep feelings in our, in our society of self-loathing and self-hatred. And it's a lot of the time it's hidden from us because it's so painful. It's so painful to acknowledge these feelings that we have towards ourselves. And of course, then we project it out onto the world and on other people around us and because we can't hold it we can't it's, it hurts so i always say um to myself when i'm feeling that way is my worth is determined by god not my job not my friends not my lover not my you know it's my worth is determined by god you you can't mm -hmm. you know what i mean yes <laughs> and god knows you as the most worthy beautiful person ever because yeah. I believe that we all are parts of God. We're all manifestations in this world of God. So when you look at it that way, it's like God is in us. We are in a form God. And God just wants us to, he, he understands, not even he, because it's not a he or she, but God understands that we are these limitless, powerful uh, beings. And uh, if you can connect to God, you're going to just feel unconditional and, and the most love and, and feel so worthy because that's who God, that's what God knows that you are. Yeah. Which is yeah. amazing. And when you can, and that's something I've only recently been able to connect with. I'm like, wow, that changes things a lot. Yeah. In a really <laughs> great way.
changes things up a bit, right? When you have that, yep. that higher power, you know, something, and it could be anything. It could be nature. It could be a, a loved one who has passed on. It could be the power of a flower to regrow the ocean, you know, any power that is greater than you, we can derive power from, you know, and resource for, um, you know, cause we can't do it if we think we're alone. It's, it's almost impossible to grow and move through the things that are coming up into our awareness without a connection to something bigger than us, without a sense of we are cared and loved and, and held and taken care of. Um, and it, it, that's a belief, right? It, it has to be a belief. And, and how do we create beliefs? We act as if they're true. We act in accord with them. And so sometimes that means acting as if for a, a while and practicing as ifing it essentially. Right. It's, it's the idea. So yes. Trick the mind into believing the belief that's more positive. Exactly. Right. It's the, it's the idea of right. Thinking the thought and believing it before you even see it. Yeah. And when you can get into that flow and you can be in that state and be in that energy, that's when the manifestation happens and that's when these things become real and that's when these beliefs are true to you because you're they're your reality and, and that's what you're living in. Wow. Okay, mm. I appreciate so wow. much your vulnerability because it is huge. <laughs> Talking about just like, you know, personal stories and certain things of, you know, how you've in moments doubted yourself. And it is amazing because vulnerability I think is everything. And if we can all be truly vulnerable and open with each other, that is such an incredibly beautiful space to be in. And, you know, in these conversations, I never want people to think that either myself or the person I'm speaking to has it all figured out because there's a massive disconnect there when you're listening to someone who you believe has got it all. They know everything. There's no more room for them to grow because I can't connect with you. I'm not there. I have plenty of room to grow and all these things to do. So I think when people think that it creates just this massive detachment, which is the exact opposite of what we're trying to create. And it's just really good for people to know that, you know, someone like you or like me or anyone I'm talking to in these conversations who really put love first and, and are spiritual, that we're going through the same things that you are going through. Everyone who's listening, we've experienced them the same. You know what I mean? We experience things in our own unique way too, but just know that, that, and vulnerability shows that that we're also struggling in moments, that we're also trying to figure things out, that we don't have it all figured out yet at all. And we are just in this journey and on this path and we're learning constantly. And yeah. uh, I just, yeah. yeah, I want people to know that, that we're always constantly learning, that even these ideas and visions and concepts that we talk about right now, or I've talked yeah. about in other episodes, those are ideas and the beliefs that we know are true it doesn't mean that we're doing it 100% of the time. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. when we talk so confidently about certain things, I think people might think that like, oh, wow, they got that nailed. It's like, no, these are our ideas and our beliefs and things that we're working on every single day. And no, we don't have them totally down pat, but it's in these thoughts and, and in these views that we know how inspirational and how powerful they can be. So we obviously want to share those things, but also making people fully aware that in this sharing, that we have not nailed these things 100%. Again, that we are going, we're in the journey, man. I haven't ascended into a light body yet. Exactly. So, 
exactly. We are in this together with all of you. So just know that you're not alone. Yeah, you are so not alone. And that is one of the things, you know, to bring it back to the empowerment program, the heart speak, um, the girls, uh, I got a fly that loves me here. Um, the girls, you know, I tell them it's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm a guide. I'm a few steps ahead up the ladder, holding my hand out to you, letting you know that, that I'm, I'm growing too. I'm evolving too. I'm no different than you. Right. You know, I, I have pain. I have, I cry. I feel lost. I feel, I feel alone sometimes. And, and I want you to know that that's normal and it's okay. And it's safe. And it's, it's, this is life. And it's like this wondrous, magical, challenging, so challenging adventure, especially when you are, when you are really showing up for it, the good and the bad, and, you know, showing up for what appears to be negative often opens up the good in such big ways. You, it's hard to even imagine when you're in it. Yeah. Like how did, I didn't even know that my life could be this beautiful and this big, and then it contracts again and then it opens up again. And it's like, that's the dance of, of a form you know, of 3D reality. What a a great place you're allowing these young teenagers to be in. I can't even like, (laughs) wow, to know that their teacher is human, just like them. And, and going through the same stuff is, is huge. Because if they didn't see that in you, if you didn't make that transparent and create that sort of environment for them, They'd be like, oh my gosh, Kate has this totally figured out. I'll never get to where she is. Oh my God, she's leaps and bounds and millennia ahead of me. How can I connect with her? How, how can I, it just, it, that disconnect is just, it's so massive. And in life, we need to be more connected in every single way and in, in every situation. And I just, Kate, I love everything that you're saying about this. And I just appreciate so much what you are doing for the next generation. It's really mm-hmm. amazing. Thank you. Well, you know, I got to I can't really take credit for it. And this is a story that I think people will appreciate. Like I've always wanted to have, you know, visionary experiences and I've, I've done ayahuasca and psychedelics, um, therapeutically. And, you know, I'm, Oh, I've always been really envious of people who have like can read and like channel and do all these, like have access essentially to their spirit guides and teachers and sort of beyond the veil type stuff. And I've just felt like, wow, I feel like really rooted in 3d (laughs) and the logical mind, you know, like, I don't feel like I have access to anything. And, and it was right after Christmas spending time with people who we practice radical honesty, my friend, my community here in Ojai, California, we practice radical honesty. Nothing gets brushed under the rug, no feeling, no thought, no, no weirdness, you know? Um, and we talk about it and what, like, again, it's kind of going back to that thing, like what expands from approaching the uncomfortable is this expansion into just pure joy. And so I was very open when I came back from Christmas and I got woken up at four o'clock in the morning, the day after Christmas. And I had the entire curriculum downloaded in my head and spirit was like, go to your computer, write this all down, create the marketing materials, write the web copy, create, like create it all, write the, write the syllabus. 
And I was at my computer from 4 a.m. Sunday to 4 a.m. Monday, nonstop, just on a pure, like it, it, it was time. It was like, this is going to come through. This is like, these are the girls to reach out to. These are the girls who are going to join. And they did. And it, it happened. And it was like, you know, the more we heal our resentments, this is the thing I, I really, this is like my real message. The more we heal our resentments, the more we heal the things that we're just holding onto so tight, that hot coal that I was talking about, the more we are able to use our creative energy for good. We can become a force for good in the world beyond what we can manipulate or control or figure out, but we become a true teacher of God. We become usable to, to love for love by love from love, you know, and, and I think that is really what, you know, these times are calling for. They're calling for all of us to just let go of this stuff. That's like not even real. It's an illusion. We are eternal spiritual beings that are just playing this game out and it's time for us to just drop it, drop the coal and, and forgive ourselves, forgive each other and to allow ourselves to create in the way that we are meant to create, which is powerfully seismically. Uh And we're going to live in a different world in 10 years. If we do that, even just a small portion of us are more powerful than 200 million people or or 5 billion people in hate or fear. You have like a couple hundred thousand people. They've done studies, consciousness studies on this. It's more powerful. We just need the teeniest little fraction of us to start diving in and doing this work. Really? Wow. And everybody like understand that we're all energy. So where is your energy going? You know, is it going towards this fear and anxiety and anxiety and places where it honestly being wasted? It's just, Mm -hmm. you're, you're losing all that energy because you're choosing to focus on these certain things. And instead of having all that energy go to waste, essentially think about where you can put that energy into another place that is going to be better for mankind. Yeah. Better for yourself, better for everybody. I take my students through this, this uh, meditation for the module two, the shifting limiting beliefs. And I have them imagine their life as a mountain. And that mountain is evolving consciousness. It's evolving frequency. It's more adventure. It's more expansive experiences. It's more love, more unity, more friendships, more meaning. And the higher you get on that mountain, the steeper it gets and the less you can carry up with you. So I have them feel what's in the backpack. What, what are you carrying up that it's time to drop? You know, and I, I think like all of us, no matter where we are on that mountain, we have to constantly be stopping and evaluating. What am I carrying? That is just, I can't carry up if I want to go higher and higher. Mm-hmm. What a good way to think about that too, going up the mountain and like really what is holding you back and what is dragging you down. I yeah. had, um, it's a, it's looking at it in a slightly different way. I uh, had an ayahuasca experience uh, about a month or so ago. And the experience that I had was, I was just, you know, I was somewhere. And I had all of these blocks in my way or all these things weighing me down essentially. And in front of me, I saw all these massive stones that were suffocating me and allow disallowing me to be my true self and to shine and, and to be love and all these things were in my way and i really felt them like beating down on me and i realized all of those things were created by me 
They were all, you know, self-doubt, self-limiting beliefs, judgments on myself, me thinking I couldn't achieve or do something with no basis besides my ego and fear getting in the way of me achieving these things. And I had the brilliant, beautiful self-realization that I was the one creating them. And once I realized that, I literally just like knocked one of them and then they all fell down. And it was just such an incredibly open, oh my, I felt so open. It was just such a release. It's like when you shift your energy like that, right? Because those things blocking me were just super negative. And all of a sudden they were just gone. And not that they were just gone. It allowed this beautiful, positive, loving energy to fill my body and my soul. And that was such a realization to me. And when you really can have that energy shift that quickly, you feel how different it is and how different your reality is when you're viewing things in one way or, or compared to the other. Wow. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And it's like one of the things that I have really struggled with since my ayahuasca experience, I had mine four years ago. What a beautiful experience you've had. That, that plant is definitely here for this time. You know, it's like pretty timely in terms of where we are as a planet in a, in a society yes, interesting. Um, yeah. for giving us, you know, what, it, what is the best, the best, um, opportunity for change is direct experience, right? Like direct revelation. And I mean, when I had mine, I, I had a full Christ consciousness experience and I was not religious. I was, I would like, didn't even think twice about Christ or Jesus or whatever. I was like, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> like I had some really negative ideas because yeah. of not Catholic upbringing, you yep, know? Yep. And I didn't really care about the guy. And uh, until I had that full, like, Oh, that's who we are. Like we are pure love. We're pure creator. We're per pure. I'm like, Oh my God, I've totally misunderstood myself. We've all misunderstood who we really are. We're operating under like a a really, really destructive idea that we're like these small, limited creatures that mm -hmm. you know, are so flawed that we're unforgivable and unsavable. And it's like, we're that powerful. We made ourselves believe that. Exactly. <laughs> wow. What an awakening. What a moment to really, to realize like Jesus was human. And we do, a lot of people view him as something more than human but mm. he was human. So it's like everything that Jesus did, the, the love that he showed, the person who he was every single day, I think we need to stop having the belief that, that it is, that's inhuman, that's not who we are, that is like too godly for us to ever get to, but understand that he was human and all those things we're able to achieve as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't look at Jesus and be like, oh my gosh, he was so loving. Wow, I wish I could get there. You can get there. That was his message. That if we yeah. applied loving kindness and forgiveness and trained our mind to love, that we could generate miracles, that no, we could all do it. Mm -hmm. That's literally, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, yeah. right? If you, right, if you look at Jesus and you honor him and you pray to him, start viewing him as more of an equal to you, as yeah. you, view him as you. And in that, you can understand that you are able to do all those things, all those things that you praise about him, you can do those as well. Totally. You know, it's just a choice. Yeah, it 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 really is. It's just a, it's just a choice. And and I think when you know when people you know view him as as so godly, it, again, it creates that disconnect. As I can't, yeah. I can't 
the separation. It, exactly. Oh, nailed it. It creates separation when that is the last thing that Jesus actually wanted for us, right? Mm-hmm. The literal last thing. He didn't want us to be disconnected. He wanted us to be one. And I think in a lot of his teachings, because I mean, I, I was raised Catholic. You know what I mean? Literally, we went to Catholic high school together, right? And I went to Catholic elementary school. So Jesus was a massive, massive part of, um, of my life growing up. And yeah, you know, kind of realizing as time has gone on that I, I did view, at least in my perspective, and listen, everyone out there who's listening, if you view Jesus Christ in a different perspective as us, it is all good. We yeah. love you. You know what I mean? These are just our views and our thoughts. And it's important, I think, for us to be able to share these things openly and not have judgment for people. And if you view Jesus in a different way than I view him, I don't judge you at all. I love you. And I understand that from your upbringing, where you came from, yeah, yeah that's, what, that, that's what created that, you know, your reality. And it's all good. It's really yeah. all good. And it's like, if you get, if you're, whatever your relationship with Jesus, he's here for all of us. Yes. You know, he's here for the healing of all of us. And he, the beautiful thing about Jesus, he meets all of us right where we are. Yeah. He meets all, it doesn't matter who you are or what situation you're in in life. We are all, he's all, he's our older, I think of it like he's our older brother, you know, again, it's that idea of like, he's just a couple steps up that ladder ahead of us guiding the way, like, guys, come on, it's this way. One of my favorite meditations from A Course in Miracles, and I forget which lesson it was, but it's a meditation where you go deep, deep into that sweet spot inside where there's no thought, you know, where you just are letting each thought go. And, and there's just clouds. You envision these clouds around you. And when I'm really upset, that's what I envision. I envision just covered in clouds and I can't see, I don't know the way. And I just see this hand come through the clouds and it's Jesus's hand. And he's like, come on, take my hand. And I just let sort of the clouds start to part and the light sort of come in. And those types of visualizations can be really healing, you know, when we're really in those dark places in our lives, because we are always being guided. And sometimes it just takes doing that next thing that feels good. You know, it's hard to like reach those high, high peaks when we're so low in frequency and negative thoughts and ideas and feelings. We just have to do the next thing that feels good. The next thing that feels good, like shut the news off, eat some organic food, you know, go out into nature get some exercise, like basic self-care stuff that actually does bump up our frequency bit by bit by bit. Yes. Where we can actually become available to guidance and ideas that are inspired and healthy and good and will lead us to where we want to be going, you know, which is more at peace, more relaxed, more easygoing, more, more enjoyment of life. Exactly. Wow. Super tangible because I think, you know, sometimes it does seem overwhelming to be really low and to be like, oh my God, I got to get all the way up there. That seems impossible to where I am right now. And Gabby Bernstein talks about that a lot. It's just that next best thought. It's that next best thing, right? It doesn't have to be this quantum huge leap. Like you just gave great examples. It can just be like this small little change in your thought and then allow that to make you feel good, you know, and they'll elevate you a little bit and then choose a new thought from there. And just continue mm-hmm. to go and to climb the ladder to get you to that place that we all just want to live in as often yeah. as we can. Oh, I do want to live in it. Right? I want to live in it all the time. You know, when you start to feel real peace, feeling like pain and sadness is an, almost intolerable. It almost feels like when you start to live up in those higher vibrations of love and connection and belonging, 
and inspiration and creativity. When you feel that dip, ooh, boy, do you feel it. It could, And it doesn't, it's like, and that was where I was living all the time. You know, five years ago, I was in that lower plate all the time. And now I'm like, okay, I got it. What's the thought? Like, we got to look at this because I, it's intolerable to, to nurture, to hold on to. It's, it's too painful. Yep. You know? And that's just super tangible, right? So don't feel overwhelmed. Understand it, it can just be a little bit by little bit and that yeah. you, you can get there. Yay. Yeah, we can talk for hours. Forever. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, went way over too. I know. This is so good. <laughs> um, you know, what I, I definitely want to ask you, and I ask uh, most guests this is, gosh, Kate, your perspective and mindset is just, it's really inspirational. It, it really is. Uh, and it's just like the light in the world that I feel like we, we need so desperately. So what are some things that you do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis that help you get to this mindset and this state of being as often as you can get there? Well, it usually starts when I wake up. And I have options pretty much by the, by the time my eyes are open, I'm like, oh boy, which way is this going to go? You know what I mean? Am I going to feel like, oh God, I don't have my email and I have to open the computer and like, I don't want to start my day. Like it, it, it starts there. Like that is where I have my very first choice of the day. And honestly, it's not, I don't, I don't always wake up like super happy. Sometimes I'm like, why, God, why? Like, I just want to, sometimes I just, there are times, and this is a very intimate thought I have, but I just want to be back in spirit. You know, there are times where I just don't want to be human. Uh -huh. And, you know, I've had, I've, I've, <sighs> look, I mean, I think, I think when I, when I wake up in the morning, if I am not filling my mind with a positive thought, a mantra of some kind, like today was, um, <laughs> today was, you know, you are my only goal, my father, you know, like that's like, my job is focusing and training my mind. I don't think of my career as my job. I don't think of anything as my job other than training my mind to love and paying attention to it. That is the only thing that matters to me because everything good in my life has come from that process. Yes. Everything, everything of value my peace of mind, my creativity, my expansion, my inspiration, it comes from paying attention to every negative thought and making a choice about whether to believe it or not. I mean, this morning I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do the podcast because I had a thought this morning and I went about a half an hour believing it until I was like laid down again. And I was like, you got to look at this for a second. You just believed a thought that's causing you serious pain, serious pain right now. Like we have to be honest with ourselves um, around what we nurture in our minds and what we're choosing to think about ourselves, about other people, about the world. Um, this is not, you know, it's not these thoughts that we have are not meaningless and they, they create worlds. They create our world. And so everything starts in the mind. Everything starts with the thought. And from there, it's like, forget about changing your behavior or losing weight or starting an exercise routine or whatever you're doing. Like you, it's like putting like a bandaid on a gunshot wound. You got to go to the source, got to go to the, the source of the thoughts. You know, it's like a great example is like, oh, are you overeating at night? Well, at, you're at your fridge and you're like, 
opening up the fridge and you're like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm lonely. I'm sad. I'm not feeling like I have enough creativity in my life. I'm not doing art. I'm not, you know, I'm not spending enough time with friends. I'm not, you know, there's always a deeper source to whatever we're acting out or covering up. And so it's, we need to become, and I tell this to my students, we need to become investigators of our mind. We, no one can do it for us. We have to do it ourselves. Like we are it. We are our savior. We, no one's going to save us, but ourselves. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful. There's so much power in that. That yeah. right. People should, instead of being like, oh shit, I got to figure this out on my own. Oh my gosh. And I get that that thought can happen and that's okay. But try to change that thought to be like, wow. Okay. This isn't, you know, up to somebody else. It, it's not out of my control. And when you can embrace that and take on that responsibility in a way and the knowing that I have the power to, to create this, it's like, wow, that just, that literally explodes. That's like a paradigm shift. It, it opens up everything. Yeah. Wow. You know, and if, if someone's out there who just has these resentments and these constant negative thoughts, and that's usually what will happen when you start to become aware of what's going on in your mind, it'll become relentless. It starts to make you feel like you're going crazy because you'll be like, why can't I stop this? Why can't I stop this? And you have to think of it like you've been feeding that, you know, the, that, that wild animal that's now living rent free in your house. Like you've let it live there for so long. It just destroys and eats up everything. It takes up all the space. You have to start feeding that gentle part of yourself. You have to start feeding that because when the ego can become your servant, it can become a very loyal and wonderful servant. Yeah. But most of us in our society, including myself, are run by the ego mind. We are run by it. And so we have to, we have to begin to start feeding the, the love totally. by practicing it. Absolutely. It's like the ego monster is there and he's been there for a while. So of course it's not just going to be eliminated like that. And you know, when you no, think no. about it logically like that, it's like, well, of course not. Of course that can't just happen overnight. And hopefully in that thought, you're like, okay, cool. I can breathe a little bit. I don't need to judge myself so much when, you know, I go this way that I ideally for my higher self, I don't want to go that way. Yeah. Non-judgment is huge. Let's all not judge each other ever. I know that's super hard in this one moment, but everyone let's collectively together work on judging ourselves less. <laughs> you know what else is something you can do if you really feel like you're losing your, your shit? Um, and, you know, like the times we're in, you know, I think people are, are feeling that. Like we're all on like a tenuous, I think we feel like a burst of energy. I feel like this month has been such an opening and a burst of energy, but there was a tenuousness up until then of like, oh my God, is this ever going to stop? This like pressure, this is like pressure cooker of negativity in order to come out of it and to forgive it and to grow. And um, I like to do for me, if, if I'm really overwhelmed, I, I really like to do physical things that can help me move through. Like I often use hot, cold water technology, like doing that Wim Hof stuff, like doing those cold dips. It can really get the mind, it can quiet the mind long enough to give you some sense of peace you know, can create some space. That's what I would recommend. If you really feel like it's just crazy up there, you know, and you're wanting to numb it, you can find other ways, um, that are a little healthier than using drugs or alcohol to, to really give yourself some relief. So real wow. The Wim Hof has been coming up a lot in my awareness recently. And, uh, I think it's something I, I you know, I will 
because I just understand that is that's just like another pathway, another avenue to more peace. And I, I love that it keeps coming up because I feel like it's like God, the universe source being like, this, this could help you. This could work. Maybe <laughs> give that a shot. And it's, you know, so many times, you know, it takes work to sit there and to meditate or to go on like a, a crazy run to, you know, when you're feeling down, you're feeling negative and you can do these things to try to put yourself in a better place. It's harder to go for a run and work out like crazy. It's harder to meditate. It's harder to be, um, you know, uh, start, it's harder to be zoned in and do the Wim Hof method. Those things mm -hmm. take a little bit more time. But if we can embrace those things more as opposed to, you know, going to the bar and getting wasted or just mm -hmm. sitting deep in our thoughts of depression and negativity, if we can use those other resources that are out there, I think it would just be so, so beneficial. And that's something I'm starting to really learn about too. I'm like, wow, there's all of these different things that I can do to try to put myself in this state that I that I want to get to that are just much more healthier and better for me. And they might be a little bit more difficult and take more work, but they're so much better than these other avenues of drinking. You know what I mean? Or, or just being in a place where I'm just sitting and stewing in it and just allowing for it to take me over or just being in a place of laziness, right? Where it's like, well, I don't want to do anything because that's just easy. So I love you brought up Wim Hof. I think that's incredible. And that is absolutely something I'm going to start to, or at least try, you know what? Not going to try. I don't want to say that. It is something that I'm going to bring into my awareness more and bring into my routine because I've just heard from so many people that it, it can just be so, so powerful. Oh yeah. It's, it's really powerful stuff. And you know what it does is it, it, because when we're in really cold water, there's the part of our brain. I, I don't know which, what, it, I don't know not like a brain expert right now, but it's the cortex down here in the back of the neck that kind of get, wants us to, it's the survival aspect. So when we're in cold water, it'll want us to like jump out or have this huge reaction. But if we can calm that part, if we can calm ourselves into that cold and just accepting it, it's actually training the mind not just to deal with cold, but to deal with any discomfort. So that is really the connection to spirituality. The connection to the mind training is this like training of the brain to handle, to become more resilient, essentially. Amazing. Wow. Beautiful. So I, this sucks, but unfortunately we have to start to kind of wrap things up. I know. So, so good though. This was just, oh, so expansive. So wow, good for the soul. I could talk to you forever. I know. This feels great. <laughs> and honestly, just like, uh, it just puts me in a higher vibration. It literally is like feeding my soul right now. It's just reinvigorating these ideas and beliefs that I know can bring society into such a better place of peace and happiness. It's, ah, I appreciate you. This has been really yeah. beautiful so far. The, just the last thing that I want to ask you, Kate, and I feel like you're already doing it. You, re <laughs> you really are. But one of the, the, probably the massive goal of spread love movement and just me as a person is to really, really help shift. It's like what we've been talking about this whole time is to shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be in this, in this space, right? Into a place of, of more oneness and togetherness and peace and joy and happiness and love as mm -hmm. often as possible. So what it's like, you're already doing it, but I guess like, what are you doing now or what are even plans for the future to help get us to this place that we both want to be in well you know i mean i i think of it with the girls i i feel like i really want to 
build that to a point where I can reach a lot more kids um, and make this curriculum just more accessible. Um, we're at the beginning stages, so I'm still in the development of like strategy and low cost barrier to entry and all of that stuff in terms of the, the business component of it. Um, but, you know, we're working with community here. Um, essentially, we what we want in the world, we have to start to live. And I think when we are talking about, you know, maybe we're in an urban environment, in a studio apartment, holla to me like three years ago, you know, um, living in our own little boxes, we have to start making one single lane changes towards the vision that we want. And that could be, for me, that was studying permaculture. That was taking an online course in permaculture. That was volunteering on a farm on the weekend. That was going camping regularly. That was doing my uh, meditation. That was reaching out to people who were living li a life I was more interested in um, and connecting with them. Um, it's being honest about my feelings with people uh, when I'm most afraid to be. These are all single lane changes that bring the vision of what we want closer and closer to us until one day we're living it and we're like, how did I get here? Yeah. Oh, one lane change at a time. You know, yep. this incremental, uh, these incremental steps are unstoppable. Um, and also, you know, you know, for a year, all I did was meditate. All I did, I sat in my room and I did these course miracles. I didn't see my friends. I barely worked. I think I made like less than $20,000 that year that I was doing this meditation program. Not everybody can do that. I understand. Um, I was, you know, I, I realized I made this my job because my life had become so unmanageable. And so I was so deeply unhappy that I was like, this is the only thing that, that matters to me. I recognize that this is the way out of my pain. This is the way towards what I really want. I was in such a state of, of, I have tried everything. Everything I've tried has not worked. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm ready to like give up the, I'm ready to give up the control and off and just give myself to this process. And it didn't, it wasn't sexy. It wasn't glamorous. It wasn't fun. It was me sitting on my floor, reading my book, reading the wisdom texts, reading these putting these things into practice. And, you know, that whole year, even my best friend, I didn't talk to my friend like that whole year because she was my biggest forgiveness practice. I was projecting all of my less than my self-criticism onto her. Wow. And I would be on these hikes with negative thoughts about my best friend coming into my mind. And I'd be like, please God, like I would be on my knees on a hike. I don't want this thought evict this thought from my mind. I don't want to have this thought anymore about this person I love who I know loves me. I know this is my own pain. And through that process, it just, it was like giant expansive, like within six months, expansive again, six months, expansive again. So you can't really underestimate the process of going within. <laughs> I, I want to share something. Um, right after I had my ayahuasca experience, I was laying on my bed meditating this before I did any of my meditation stuff, any of it. And I'd always had this idea, like, I want to make a ton of money and have a big business and help all these people and give, you know, like essentially like martyred, you know, like I wanted to be someone of value in the world. And I thought if I had a lot of money, I could be a value in the world. Really naive. I know I'm, like embarrassed to admit that, but no, that's not embarrassing. It's, it's not embarrassing. 
But, you know, in my head, I heard this like totally full thought, like perfectly worded. It was like all the money that you could ever make to give to all the needy people in all the world wouldn't make a dent of difference in comparison to going within and cleansing the self of all illusion. And I was like, what, did, what? what does that even mean? I didn't have any even understanding of illusion. I, I hadn't read any, you know, literature on that. It was like, it was preparing me for my journey and all of our journey. I think, you know, we're all having to go within and heal the mind of these fears and ideas and beliefs that we've believed for millennia, eons of time. And with the miracle, you know, we're going to heal it too, just as quickly. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Right. Because you going inward and you being the best version of yourself is the best thing that you could do for society or the world. You yeah. being, you know, somebody who represents this sort of a being and you're putting it into action, not just words or not just in money. That's <laughs> how the real, real, real change happens. Change happens. And that's incredible that you, you got to that place and you had that thought. Wow. This has been the best. I have so much love for you. You kill it. I'm so <laughs> glad we got to, we got to reconnect again. Wow. And I'm just so glad I got to, you know, just chat with you more and just see the incredible woman that you have become uh, uh, since so many you know years ago in high school and I'm just I'm honored and grateful to have had this conversation with you and been able to just be with you be in your presence because it invigorates me and like lights up my soul and I just hope that did that for everybody listening as well so just <laughs> <laughs> I love I have so much love for you uh, and just before <laughs> We uh we cut out definitely just let everybody know where they can find you and most importantly too where they can locate the Heart Speak Empowerment School for Young Women. In case anyone listening right now is like, oh my gosh, I could really use that, or they know somebody uh, who could potentially use that guidance as well. Okay, so um I haven't put up my landing page for the Heart Speak. It's all brand new, but you can go to universitygurus.com. That's my college essay coaching. Uh, website and you can click on empowerment coaching uh, to get more information. And then I have a YouTube channel. Um, oh, for the Heartspeak program, we're launching again. So I'm I'm starting to take meetings, uh, get to know you chats. Uh, either people who are ready to sign up now uh, can go to empowerment coaching and and go for it. Purchase uh, purchase a package. I will send you an email and get things going. Um, but if you would like to learn more, uh, get to know me a little bit more or ask some questions, you can also schedule a free consultation on my website as well, universitygurus.com. And um, I have a YouTube channel. It's called I Am a Miracles Worker. It's where I share um, conversations with my divine love partner, Zach, over here, all the struggles and challenges that we go through and how we apply the Course in Miracles principles to our relationship. And also I do one miracle at a time. So all the tips and tools and strategies I basically use on a daily basis based on, you know, the challenge of the day, whatever it is, what tool do I apply to this situation? And um, they're quick. They're like four or five minute videos and it's a nice little burst of inspo. Amazing. I can't wait to check those out. Oh my gosh. Everyone listening, check out Kate. Bring her more into your life and your awareness. You are changing the world. You are literally such an advocate for this shift that we need in our consciousness. And I'm just, I'm grateful to yeah, be able to just create some space for you uh, and for people to, to know about you more and, and what you're doing. Oh, thanks so much. It's so 
so received. And I love the person that you've become, Justin. You are just a delight. I just a huge delight. And this conversation has like moved me so deeply. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate you. Wow. That's the power of these conversations and things like this. It's just like can make you feel amazing and put you in just such a high state. Uh, <laughs> this is this has been incredible. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for manifesting this situation. I really do appreciate it. That's crazy, right? I was like, what? Like crazy, but then also like in initially crazy, but then also like it, it makes sense. You know? Oh. <laughs> Actually, yeah. exactly what was supposed to happen. Um, everybody. Expect miracles out there. Nice. Way to close it. Expect miracles. Beautiful. <laughs> Everybody out there, thank you so much for joining this episode. Thank you for being with us and being present and just being here. Love you all so much. And, and I can't wait to see you next time. Thanks, Kate. Love you, everybody. Mwah. <laughs>